welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Yo, what's going on world? Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. I am your host, Serial Sensei. We are on episode number, what is this? Are we on 88? Yes, we are on episode number 88, man. 100 is right around the corner. Almost almost kind of sort of there that's wild i didn't think we'd make it past 20 episodes and we <laughs> we holding strong at 88 um appreciate everybody who's been uh showing love to the last episode the usman versus maya card uh numbers are looking looking pretty decent um for that podcast it was a pretty fun one uh, so definitely give that a look if you haven't especially if you're a fight fan um, and sticking to fight news real quick, man. Shout outs to uh, Jose Shorty Torres, who is the only fighter we've ever interviewed on this podcast. And we've talked about him for a while. Um, if you guys haven't checked that episode out, definitely go check that out. Um, Jose is an awesome fighter, really cool dude. Um, he's finally in the UFC now, man. He finally got that call, um, albeit it's on short notice. But, hey, man, you know. Sometimes that's just how it is, but uh, Jose Shorty Torres will be fighting Jared Brooks. Um, this will be going down at UFC Fight Night 131, uh, which takes place June 1st on Fox Sports 1. Um, well, I'm not sure if he'll be on Fox Sports 1 or if he'll be on the prelims. Um, I'm going to assume, I, I want to say he's on the prelims, but I'm not 100% sure. But either way, UFC Fight Night 131 in Utica, New York. Um, Jose Shorty Torres will be on that card making his debut. So I just thought that was dope that, you know, we got a chance to interview him before he got signed. We interviewed him right before, um, his last title defense in Titan FC, uh, which he won and now he's in the UFC. So, you know, come get interviewed on this podcast. We were apparently some kind of good luck charm. <laughs> we, 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 you know, you interview us and a couple months later, something, something great is bound to happen to you. Um, but yeah, man, had, had to had to give him a shout out, man. It's really awesome. Glad he he got that opportunity, and I'm I'm looking forward to him going there and then laying hands and you know, give giving giving people that work as he's been doing up up until this point, man. So that's that's really awesome. Um, always got to get the plugs in. Um, you guys can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, and leave a review. You can also listen to us on Google Play. Send questions to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. And you can hit me up on Twitter at Serial Sensei. And you can hit up the Dojo Talk, the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page. And shout out to everybody who sent questions uh, last week for the fight podcast we did. That was fun. So, you know, if you got any more questions, whether it be a fight questions, music questions for when I do these solo episodes, you know, feel free to send in questions, man. You know what? I, I probably should have made that post before I started recording this episode. <laughs> but next time, um, I'll try to remember that. Um, 
trying to think if I have anything to babble about before I start recording. Well, my birthday. I say recording. I'm already talking. But my birthday's coming up on Sunday. Um, I'm not as excited for my birthday as I'm just excited that I'll have a three-day weekend, which I don't get often because I took off one Saturday. So, I mean, if all else fails, I'll just not have to work for three days, which is great. Um, <laughs> Cause I'll always, always need that break. Um, yeah, man, hitting, hitting the hitting the big two nine. Thirty is, is is knocking on the door right around the corner. But um, I, I pondered. I, I might I might do a bonus episode, something something birthday related. Bestow my my soon to be twenty nine year old knowledge into the world. Um, haven't decided yet. I don't know. I'll I'll see how I feel when I wake up that day. Um, I'll probably still be recording an episode that day. We got Bellator coming on Friday, and then there's a card on my birthday. So that'll um actually no, the card is on Saturday. I want to say the Darren Till and um Wonder Boy Thompson fight. So still be recording this weekend. You know the the usual still going down. Um, but I might actually just put a podcast out on my birthday. I'll I'll, I'll see how it all goes. But um, yeah, I'll be be 29 coming on Saturday. So if you're feeling a little, life is flying by. <laughs> That's all I can say. Life is really, really flying by. But um, you know it it, it is what it is. So we'll we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, as always, working on this book, not the actual writing, but I'm in the process of trying to find someone to help me do artwork. I might have to hit uh, on back to Upwork.com and make that happen, shove off some more money, but I gotta do what I gotta do to make sure my book looks, you know, nice and professional and presentable to the people. Um, so the Oddball Chronicles will be a thing. It's just definitely gonna be a thing. I don't know when, but we're getting closer. Um, I guess real quick, I, I can go into. I, I won't talk about it for too long, but I did get a chance to catch Deadpool two uh, this weekend or last weekend, I should say. Um, I'm not a huge Deadpool fan, so you can take this with a grain of salt. Um, and I, I won't do any spoilers um, for this because I just really don't intend to go that deep into it i i enjoyed the movie but i thought it was just like it was okay not anything to really write home about um i I guess like if you're a deadpool fan i I don't see why you wouldn't like this um like to me like it's it's not the greatest movie it's not a bad movie it's just it was cool i I did have some laugh out loud moments um a woman in particular reminded me of one of my favorite scenes from Rick and Morty and that <laughs> that made me laugh like really really hard um so that was cool like Deadpool for me some sometimes the humor is just a bit much like I feel like the jokes fire off too too quick like a big thing for me with comedy or I don't say with me I feel like in general with comedy is timing and sometimes I feel like the jokes just they keep coming 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 and there's no Sometimes you got to give room to breathe a little bit. And I don't know. Sometimes for me, it's just, it's a bit much. But like, I, I get the appeal. I understand why people like it. But yeah, I thought it was a cool movie. Like, it, like I said, nothing great, nothing terrible. 
it was it was just okay i did enjoy the action scenes i thought the action scenes for the most part were pretty dope um i really enjoyed um domino's character she was really awesome and i can't remember the actress who played her but she did a really good job cable i was uh, uh. <laughs> i really went to see deadpool because i just wanted to see cable because cable was one of my favorite characters um and you know the old x-men cartoon and i don't know i don't know if i was expecting too much he, he wasn't bad I, I, I guess i just wanted like a bit more and i I don't know. I felt like there could have been more, and it was just kind of. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But like, I, I liked him. Like his, his design was cool. Like his his fight scenes were were pretty good. Um, him using his gun. His gun had like all these different settings and and stuff like that. Like that was pretty pretty dope. But I don't know. I just felt like he left a little bit more to be desired. Just. I don't know, and I'm not even sure what that something else is, but I just kind of left, you know, that feeling when you just, you just feel like something was missing, and I just, I kind of got that feeling, um, after him, like, I just, I feel like there could have been something else, but the story was decent, you know, jokes were hit or miss, but, like, uh, some of them did hit really hard, um, I won't spoil the whole scene, but you've seen it in the trailer, the one where they're all, uh, jumping out of the plane, that scene is... (laughs) That, that scene was great that entire scene when that like all played out was that was awesome that was probably one of the funniest parts of the entire movie um so that was dope <laughs> but i did enjoy the post credit scenes i know they probably pissed some people off i won't go into detail about what happened but i actually did enjoy the post credit scenes um so yeah man like i said I, I won't really go to oh one thing i do have to say though um real quick and I can't go into detail too much because it would spoil the movie. But um, people give uh, DC um, a lot of um, flack for their CGI and Justice League. Bruh, I'm, and I'm, I'm not even one to really like nitpick at stuff like this. But um, that CGI and Deadpool, that one fight scene, and I'm not going to say who was in that fight scene, but... If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Bro, that CGI was trash. <laughs> that CGI was awful. It was terrible. Like, it was just... Like I said, I'm not the kind of person to nitpick over stuff like that. And even to me, it was noticeably bad. Like, it it, it, it looked like that like that B-list Netflix... <laughs> that B, B-list Netflix movie um, CGI. It was bad it was really bad and even like the scene when domino was like running through traffic then they, they showed that scene in the trailer too but I, I don't think it was as noticeable in the trailer the cgi on those cars was terrible it was really bad i'm sorry y'all, y'all can say i'm hating that cgi was trash straight just utter trash but that aside it was an enjoyable movie and thanks to t-mobile tuesdays i only had to pay four dollars for my ticket anyway so for four dollars, I'm not really gonna complain <laughs> all that much about what I saw. So Deadpool 2, I said it, was, it for me. It was just cool, you know. I'm not mad that I saw it. I was entertained, not blown away. But if you're a Deadpool fan, I don't see why you wouldn't like it. But I guess that don't have your expectations too too high. But then again, I don't know. Maybe I'm just hating. But I I just thought it was it was it was decent. It was okay. But um, 
yeah, that, that's that's all I really got to say about that. Just thought I would throw that out there since I did get a chance to go see it. But anywho, moving on, I'm gonna try to do a good job of not being on this microphone for too long today. I say that every episode, and I fail every episode, but one day I'm gonna get it right. But album reviews today on deck, and of course recommendation, which will be coming at the end. So album reviews that I will be going through: uh, Royce the Five Nines, Book of, Book of Ryan, um, Leon Bridges, Good Thing, Kalichi's Wake Up to Winter, and I'll get to my recommendation when I get to my recommendation. So. Without further ado, let's uh, let's get on into this. So the first um, project I want to talk about is Royce the Five Nines' Book of Ryan. Um, this is Royce's first album, at least first solo album since Layers, which dropped in 2016. But outside of solo work, man, Royce has been pretty busy, man. Like Prime Two, <laughs> Prime Two came out like so like two, two or three months ago. Like that, that just dropped not long ago man so Royce is already back putting out work um Prom 2 was a really dope project um but if if you're a fan of Royce you, you we've heard about Book of Ryan for like a long time I, I want to say it's been at least a couple years that he's mentioned this album and he he always said like this would be his most personal work to date so on so forth so if you were a Royce fan, chances are you've, you've known about or heard about the whisperings of this album for a while. So we, we finally got it. And my God, let me say, th- this is, um, yeah, this, this was well, <laughs> this was well worth the wait. Um, after a while, I hope you guys can't hear that outside. You might be able to. They do this neighborhood thing for the kids in my area. So they come around on their loudspeaker phone. So if you hear that, that's what that is. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Um, this this book of Ryan, man. This might be his best work. I I was trying to figure that out after I listened to this a couple times. I, I would have to go back and listen to some of his older projects just to like reconfirm. Cause up to this point, I would say my favorite Royce album is Street Hop. Which I think is an album of his that I feel like people don't talk about. And to me, that is easily some of his best work. But this might this might top that, man. Like this this whew, this this joint is we we just get into it, man. This this joint is some it's it's some fire <laughs> going on, on this album, man. Um Like I said, um he, he said this would be one of his most uh personal tracks to date or personal albums to date and he 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 wasn't lying man that he he gives us a lot a really good look into his life in terms of um i want to say more specifically like his upbringing and specifically his dealings with alcoholism and not even really just his dealings with alcoholism but uh, how it affected his family in terms of his dad, um, even mentions of his brother, and not not even just alcoholism, but kind of like just, uh, I guess you could say drugs in, in general, um, mostly alcoholism, but we'll, we'll get to the other drugs, specifically cocaine, which is literally a song on here, but he, he really just goes into really deep detail about how 
like I said, alcoholism and things like that, like really affected his family and his upbringing. Lots of just really crazy stories about um, his dad and his dad was like really abusive to his mom and he and his brothers had to witness that and how that kind of, you know, kind of messed them up. And then it's, it almost is really weird. Like it almost comes full circle because a lot of the album is about his relationship with his pops. And then there comes a point in the album where the narrative kind of shifts and Royce has a son now and the son is getting older. And now he's looking at his son kind of hoping that, you know, the problems that he had himself as a youth, you know, he doesn't want his son to, to really go through any of that or be exposed to any of that. So it's just kind of crazy to see how he really just tied it all together and made it all, you know, just come full circle. And this this album this album kind of just displays everything Royce does, but really just at another level in terms of storytelling. Of course, you know, you're always going to get bars like Royce is like technically probably one of the most proficient rappers I've ever heard just in terms of rapping ability, skill set, delivery, wordplay. Like dude is just if 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 rapping you know were a sport he would be an elite level athlete so to speak so you you never have to worry about him in terms of bars but i just think he really stepped it up in terms of just content and like i said storytelling just really just crafting together well put together songs um everything even the skits on this album like everything on here has a purpose and is is used to its full potential um let me get into some production because that was definitely um a high point on this album um so just some of the people who uh, produced we got ant-man wonder uh key wayne um s1 epic pro mr porter who he's worked with many many a times uh dj khalil fuse cool and dre 808 ray street runner um boy wonder Uncle EJ, and I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, Tariq Azuz. Um, probably said that wrong, but um, so shout outs to everybody who helped out on production. Um, production on this album is, is really clean, it everything's mixed really well. Um, you get a, a nice little you know variety of beats. You got some head nodders, you got some, some slappers, you got some tracks kind of like uh, cocaine, which are kind of just really dark a lot darker than i've heard royce rap over uh, before but once i get into that song you'll see kind of get you understand why that beat is so dark um and see how that kind of plays into the content and everything but uh, i'll get to that later but um you got joints like Bob Lobo with j cole just he's real really chill laid back um it's that same sample i, I don't i never remember the sample when i hear it but I always know the sample because kind of linguist uh, sampled it on the Dirty Acres album on the song The Park. So it's, it's that same sample um, flipped again. I, I just I always love that beat when I hear it. That sample is just it's so relaxing and just chill. So production on here, like I said, man, it's, it's just it's really clean, nice drums. Everything fits, man. It's just it's, it's really, really well crafted well put together i can't say i don't think there are any whack beats on this project at all like i said sonically instrumental wise this this album is just 
it's really 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 solid but easily the best thing about the album is Royce like Royce is he is the the shining star <laughs> of of this album man like I said from just bars to delivery to to storytelling I've Royce has always to me crafted good projects but I think this is like his most focused like this album really sounds like it had a clear direction that he wanted to go into and he just executed on on all cylinders in terms of like what he wanted to get across um and i think like i said this album showcases i think all of his abilities um just kicked up to another level so like i said of course you know with royce you're gonna get bars so of course you get you get songs that are gonna give you a lot of dope witty lines i feel like a lot of the uh first part of this album is a, is a lot of bars so like uh like the intro with like woke and uh caterpillar track with eminem which eminem bro you can't be giving us verses like this and then give us albums like revival like it's just it's that's crazy disrespectful bro <laughs> like but tracks like woke and caterpillar um godspeed just like bars 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 i mean you, you'll get some some commentary mixed in but i feel like a lot of those is, is is real bar heavy and then i feel like this album hits a switch um especially closer to the middle or really you could say dumb has bars but dumb uh dumb uh, featuring boogie also has a concept to it so i, I can't really say that's it's all bars like there's definitely commentary going on in that song and I, i'll get to that later when i start uh, naming my favorite tracks but um like I said, bar heavy a lot of the first half of this album, but everything, it's like a, a switch hits as soon as it gets to cocaine. From cocaine to uh, Life is Fair to Boblo Boat, um, alright, Legendary Summer Unlocker kind of bars, but then you get to Amazing, um, Outside, Power, um, Strong Friend. Like I said, a lot of the second half of this album is really when he starts going into detail about like i said his life um dealing with alcoholism how it affected him into his child as a child into his adulthood he goes into like i said the crazy stories with um him and his pops and how like his pops was abusive to his mom and his pops used to fight his brother um i think it was one of the stories when i'm somebody got stabbed or was about to get stabbed it, it was wild like it's <laughs> and the way is just that he's so good at just telling the story like you you can literally you can just picture it while he's saying it um especially on the track power man he goes really really into detail um on that track and you you can just you can just hear it in his voice it's his his story is his storytelling on this album is is just it's just wild man like <laughs> it's it's done so well it's it's ridiculous this album is is really like the perfect mix of of content and bars but i just it's it's almost i'm trying to think of something to compare this to i would say this is like royce's grown man album kind of like how fonte's no 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 news is good news Really, you can say it about Fonte's uh, first album, too. How it's kind of like grown man music. This is kind of sort of similar to that. Not Sonic-wise, but 
and I, I think this one's probably a bit more bar heavy um, than that but just in terms of him speaking on just like real life situations man like alcoholism is, is, is a real thing drug addiction is a real thing these things really do affect families these affect your growth these can affect your children like just on that level like it's it's not sugar-coated he's not trying to like just sell you a dream like he's giving you a just a real in-depth look at how all of this can affect you um but also how you can get through it which i, I think is important also but it's yeah this this album is it's it's so good it's so good I, I like I said if I kept on going I probably would just be saying the same things over and over again so I'm gonna just get into some of my favorite tracks <laughs> um, um, number one favorite song right here without a doubt is cocaine um, and this song is where he uh, goes into detail about um, his father's struggle with cocaine and how he kind of witnessed it as a child he talks about like you know his, his dad told him to like go to the car to get something for him he goes to the car, he come across the cocaine, and how he's seeing people on the corner, they're asking for cocaine, and he, um, I think like the third verse, um, he talks about how his pops went to rehab, uh, you know, obviously to clean himself up, and now he's clean, he hasn't touched a drug in like 20 plus years, and you know, how he talks about how he, he really respected his dad for, for doing that, for really like getting himself together, not just for the sake of him, but for the sake of the family, um, so that, this, yeah, cocaine is, I've never heard Royce really make a song like this. Um, like I said, this was one of the tracks where the beat was really... It's a lot darker than what I've heard Royce rap over before. I really love um, who, whoever that woman is who does like the vocals on this track. She she does a really good job. And it's not even like she's doing anything too crazy. But her presence just really adds to like the whole mood of the track. And Royce is on here doing <laughs> his little singing thing. And it's actually not half bad. Like... He sings, but he he's not trying to overdo it. He ain't out here Luther Vandross in it, you know. <laughs> he he's singing to get across what he needs to get across, and then that's it. Like he's he's not out here trying to hit high notes and do all this, you know, crazy stuff with his voice. So th this was just a, a really different vibe I haven't really gotten from Royce before. Um, but he pulled it off really good, man. This this song is is really well written just really powerful song you really you he really drove the point home um with, with this song about like i said his, his dad being addicted to cocaine and how he just saw that growing up and how it affected them and so on and so forth um so I, I think that that's a song man that that joint will hit you right in the chest but it's just it's just it's really it's done really well man that might be one of royce's like best songs ever not it's, it's so different than anything else i've heard him do on any of his other albums so that track immediately stuck out so that's that's definitely a favorite track of mine um other favorite tracks uh Boblo boat featuring j cole um as i mentioned i i love this the sample that they use um and the song because it just the beat is just so peaceful and then you get the the vocals in the background um the song is about him taking the Boblo boat um which i guess is a boat that goes to like an amusement park um, he talks about all the crazy stuff that happened on the boat. How like that was, um, you know, it was the first time he's like saw his brother drink alcohol. Um, he like lost his virginity on the Pablo boat. Um, it was kind of crazy with the alcohol thing. How he um he has a line where he talks about 
um like that was the first time he and his brother had drank alcohol was on the bobble boat but like little did they know they would both grow up to be alcoholics so it's just kind of crazy how like i said he keeps that that theme of alcoholism and kind of how it all ties together like it kind of just followed him through life and he didn't really think it would ever you know it would ever get that serious but that's just kind of how it turned out um j cole's verse was really good on here man j j cole he definitely went in he definitely definitely went in on here man j cole really killed this uh feature um i like how he, he kind of had a different perspective on the song because the bobble boat is literally like a detroit thing and as you know like j cole j cole's from north carolina so he kind of rapped <clears throat> excuse me from a different perspective um he talked a lot about just like the pressures he felt i guess it's like a high school kid going on into college um so he just kind of tackled that angle of it but it, it all fit well together man these, these two definitely sound good on the track together I was eerie about J. Cole's verse at first because he kind of started off singing a little bit. And I'm not too crazy about J. Cole's vocals. But once he started getting into the bars, he definitely killed it. So, shout out to J. Cole, man. That was that was a really, really, uh, really dope verse. Uh, other favorite tracks, uh, Stay Woke. Um, I love the, the beat on here. I love this. This instrumental was so dope. I love, like, the strings they got in the background. And the drums that are hitting, like, this is a really fire instrumental. Um, another one of my favorite tracks, just because I've, this one's definitely some <laughs> some, some bars going on in here. Um, I love the line, I'm on flies, I'm flies that dive in the sky in a harness. Anyone alive sleeping on me can die in pajamas. You can't fathom thinking deep enough to sink the abyss. You think you pot, but I'm thinking of sinking your Demetrius ship. Like... Bruce went off <laughs> on that joint and i think that's that's towards the later uh latter half of the album but like i said i, I love the beat love the bars on on that so stay woke is, is definitely a favorite um dumb featuring boogie um boogie who i didn't know about until this album i guess is like the newest uh signee to shady records um, i want to say he's i'm not sure if he's from la but i know he's from california um this is a song that Royce literally, <laughs> really, really both of them just kind of talk about things that to them are dumb, mainly things that kind of deal with like the music industry, um, people in the music industry, rappers and things like that. Um, I really love Royce's line. Um, Welcome to the Grammys where your likeness is used for promos, hypeness and views. Okay, I hope you knowing that if you voted, you might as well not voted for no one. They knew where they they knew when they made that category where the trophy was going. And I think a lot of people have that sentiment when we talk about award shows like it's basically a popularity contest like there's, there's no point in us voting for these we we knew who they were going to give it to when the categories got announced but um that song is really dope boogie's verse man he body boogie boogie killed <laughs> that verse man i'm not too crazy about he he kind of has a weird voice at least i think like his cadence is kind of weird but boogie got bars man boogie got he i haven't really listened to any i haven't listened to much of his other any other music he may have out but speaking just for this track boogie got bars boogie boogie body <laughs> that second verse um so that's definitely a, a favorite of mine uh, the track outside um this track was really interesting because towards this point of the album this is towards the middle and like back end of the album he starts introducing his son into the picture and the track actually starts off with his son interviewing him 
um, and he's talking about how like he's working on the school project um, he has to write about somebody he admires and he wants to write about Royce but he kind of doesn't know who Royce is um, just in terms of I, I guess you know Royce has been, been in this industry for a long time so I, I guess with this upbringing you know you're in the entertainment industry you might have might not have as much time as you would like to really you know spend time to bond with your kids so like he knows Royce's dad but he doesn't like know him know him um so he starts the interview off by asking him you know asking Royce like what is he afraid of in life and Royce you know goes on to literally tell him like all the things he's afraid of and he really drives it home that he's afraid kind of of his son possibly turning out like him like somehow ended up being an alcoholic and I think even the song he mentions like he he doesn't want him to drink he's afraid um of him drinking because he doesn't want him to end up down that path um he also has uh once hit towards like the back end of the song aside from him being afraid that his son may turn out like him or go through any of his struggles he's afraid of raising his son kind of like in this current american climate um in terms of like <laughs> police brutality and things like that um, he has the line, I look out the window, tell me what you see, police shooting, brothers, the color of you and me, and they acting like they hate us, so you may just want to love yourself enough to compensate it. And it's, it's crazy, because I think Fonte, like, literally had a bar like that on his other album, um, on No News Is Good News. I, I swear, in one of the songs, he had a bar that was, like, just like that. So it's kind of crazy to see, like, that that mindset, that psyche is a, it's, it's a real thing in this country. People may think it's, it's paranoia, but, like, these are real conversations that sometimes have to be had um so i just thought that was crazy and i thought it was cool how like most of this song is dead dead serious and then like he ends the track like you can never ever beat me in basketball <laughs> so i thought i thought that was just a nice touch at the end of the track because it was so serious for most of it and then um he just kind of ends on this this lighthearted note um Godspeed, uh, that's, that's actually, actually the final track I have listed as a favorite on here. Um, really, there aren't too many songs in here I don't like, but I didn't want to spend the whole time. Because um, I, I could talk about this album forever. But Godspeed, I love that track. Uh, lots of good bars on there. Uh, <laughs> like the line, we don't care what you sing. Hit you in the face with the butt of the gun. You leak and get your street cred a few streams. Royce was, yeah, he, he snapped on that track. Like I said, I, I could go in more. There are more tracks I like. Some on Lock, which is kind of like the posse cut. Um, that was dope. Um, Strong Friend is a really good song. Um, do I want to talk about this Caterpillar remix? Uh, logic, logic, logic. And th this will only be on Spotify. Um, this is not on the physical album. But if you're listening to Book of Ryan on Spotify, the Caterpillar remix. Um, all I can say with Logic, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I just <laughs> it's just crazy how like you're on a track with arguably arguably two of the greatest rappers that have ever stepped foot on this earth. And instead of trying to like keep up, out bar, have a nice, you know, competitive verbal sparring match with Royce and M he goes back into his biracial spills and it, it it wouldn't bother me 
but it's like, bro, I listen to everybody. You just gave me a whole album of that. Like, I, I get it. I, I understand. <laughs> this is not the time or place. And then, like, the second part of his verse, he just goes into, like, this long sermon. And it's like, ah, this is everybody all over again. You're giving me everything I didn't like about that album. Like, ah, logic, logic, logic. E. I said this to somebody on Twitter, man. Defending logic sometimes um, is like the equivalent of defending DC movies to Marvel people. <laughs> it's hard, man. It is hard. I like logic, man, but it, sometimes he does things and I'm like, bro, I just, I, I can't. I can't co-sign this. And like, I don't mind him talking about what he talked about, but now was not the place for the time. You want to track with, with, with M and Royce, bro, you need to bars man like what are you what are you doing like, <laughs> i'm not gonna spend too much time on that i could rag on him for a while but i'm gonna leave him alone but overall man book around is this is probably i can't even say probably this is definitely my favorite album this year it's so well put together just from production to storytelling to just like the content the way he's framing these stories um like I said, it's just, it's real, really, just really honest, and like I said, not only is he talking about the downsides, but he gets through, the, like, the alcoholism, and he, he makes amends with his pops, even though, like, they had a pretty hectic upbringing, so I, I thought it was dope that he, he really did show both sides, like, you, it, it can start out one way, but it doesn't necessarily have to end this way, like, you can definitely still make something of yourself, you know, despite the circumstances and whatnot so it's 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 just a really dope it's really it's really great album man this this is definitely royce's forget it i'll say it this, this is royce's best album this is definitely royce's best album i've been playing this like non-stop <laughs> since it's come out man he really really outdid himself on this one if you have not listened to book ryan you need to go and get your life together go on go get us a listen man it's like I said, from bars to beats to content to just everything. Everything on here is executed. Pinpoint 110%. I, I, I can't say anything really bad about this album. It, even there are a few tracks I don't care for. Like uh, Legendary was kind of eh. I like the idea of Amazing, but the song itself didn't really blow me away. Uh, Life is Fair was kind of eh. But even minus the songs I don't really care for, this uh, this album is, is so great. Like I said, everything has its place from intros to the song to the skits to the stories. Everything's crafted just so well together, man. It's, it's, it's great. Breath of Fire 9, Book of Ryan. Give, give that journal a listen, man. That this this fire just all fire straight fire all the way through um so shout out to royce man really awesome project definitely <laughs> i say looking forward to what you put out next you just gave us two albums in the span of like three months but royce has been on a roll man and it's, it's about time people start giving him credit uh kind of the, the respect i would say he deserves man dude's been in this game for a while and he's been consistently putting out great work and it's crazy at his age in the game like he's still getting better 
like this is the best version of Royce we've probably ever heard it's just it's crazy most people at this age they don't they're not progressing some people like they might hit a flat line or they might decline like he's going uphill still <laughs> like there might be another level but dude Royce is on ultra instinct right now he's <laughs> he is locked in but like I said man book of Ryan Royce the 5-9 fire album my favorite project this year probably easily bar none um give give this a listen definitely give it a listen but moving on next album on deck leon bridges good thing i haven't heard from leon bridges since 2015 <laughs> um with his album coming home uh, for people who are not familiar leon bridges um is a singer slash songwriter from fort worth texas um Coming Home, I want to say got nominated for a Grammy. Not entirely sure. Don't quote me on that. But uh, Coming Home was a really, really good album. Um, he had a really distinct sound. Leon Bridges, um, Coming Home sounded like it was released in like the Motown days. <laughs> but it just came out in 2015. But it was a really good album. He's a really good vocalist. Um, like I said, he just he he had that, that old school sound really down to a T. Um, like I said, it, it literally sounded like he came fresh out of Motown into 2015 when that first album came out. Um, so I was really impressed with his debut. He was quiet for a while. While he was quiet, I was always wondering for his next album, like what direction would he go into? Because I was afraid that if he kind of did the Motown sound again, that he might just get pegged into a box. And people just be like, oh, he's just a guy who just does the old school music. And I, I envisioned him you know being a lot more talented than you just be pegged into one corner and i think we good thing um with this album we, we he gave us a different look um this album is definitely a lot more modern sounding <laughs> than coming home not 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 a ton of motown vibes uh going on he definitely gave it more of a modern feel um it's still it's still soulful but he, he does he does venture into the pop territory um and a couple tracks on here but I, I still dug it and like I said I, I was some people may not like this because of the switch up of style um, switch up of style but I enjoyed it because it, it shows his, his versatility and that he can definitely do more than one sound and he can do them very well um, quick shout outs to some of the producers on here not many that I managed to get a hold of by name but we got Ricky Reed Nate Mercero sorry if I'm butchering that uh, now City Sound and King Garbage. Um, so, like I said, pr production here was definitely interesting because it was it was a bit different. Um, pretty good good instrumentation on here. Um, like I said, it's still soulful, it's still R&B, but it's a bit more modern and a, a bit more poppy. And I would even say a bit more poppy, not just in terms of production. But I just feel like the way some of these songs are crafted, they're definitely, I would say, more digestible than what some of the things from Coming Home were. I think a lot of these songs are, these are songs more so I could really picture people like singing along to. Um, but it just it just sounds more digestible, um, in my opinion. But it's still good though. Like I don't I don't want to make you guys think like he went full blown like all oh, Leon Bridges is on like some EDM <laughs> it's not it's, it's not like that like I said it's, it's still R&B it's still soulful but it's just it has much more of a 
a modern flair to it um you get some some different vibes on here um tracks like betting worth a hand or a bit more slower tracks like bad bad news or really you no know, upbeat and funky um he definitely like i said he, he goes real heavy um into the pop uh, vibe with tracks like um don't know and if it feels good which are really <laughs> they're, they're really like full-blown pop songs um but but it shows balance to me because and I'm, I'm glad he he didn't at least in my opinion lean one lean too far one way or the other he, he gave you a, a just a good enough dose of everything so that the album didn't sway too far one way or the other um and I, I was actually really happy I, I don't really care for the pop songs I, I appreciate that he was being different and I'm pretty sure those songs will appeal to some people I myself I'm not a big fan of pop music so I, I was happy that it didn't lean all the way in that direction but nonetheless like I, I appreciate what he was trying to do with those tracks even if I didn't particularly enjoy them or they're not really ones I go back to um I still really enjoy this album though like I'd still go back to this even might be minus those two songs but there, there are some really there's some really good I think my favorite Leon Bridges track is on this album and it's probably the very first song <laughs> which I will get to uh, when I go into my favorites but um uh, content wise um lots of themes of you know love and kind of just different things of that um tracks like betting worth the hand where he um kind of deals with like falling for the right person but it might be at the wrong time tracks like forgive you which you know you can kind of guess what that's about <laughs> um tracks like um lions where he kind of talks about kind of how like a bad love experience kind of kind of mess with his psyche a bit and now he's literally like he's kind of like a lion like he's really protective of himself and things like that kind of just how oh, that one bad love experience kind of kind of messed him up a bit um one of my favorite songs on here and i would like to see him maybe go in this direction a bit more um on his next project or just in more songs in general on um, the last song georgia the texas i thought was really interesting because it was the first time at least that i can remember where he actually kind of went um into his personal life and he he talked about how like as a kid they moved from georgia to texas um and he has a couple of interesting lines i thought that were he didn't expand on them too much um, i would love to hear him go deeper into this at one point but uh, he talks about like how he was in school and how I, I guess in Texas he he didn't feel like he was black enough. Um, I'm not sure if like he was just told that. I'm not like I said he, he didn't really go that deep into it, but it, apparently like that was just an issue that he faced growing up. Um, like I said, he, he talks about he didn't feel like he was black enough, and I, I guess he was having problems during that time in his life. But music was kind of something that that you know that managed to get him through it. Um, so that that i really really enjoyed that song that was actually a really really good closer on here um album's really short it's only 10 songs but to me man th this album is pretty pretty like really really good <laughs> pretty much all the way through um some tracks i enjoy more than others and like i said i'm not a, a huge fan of the pop tracks but um minus like those two pop tracks the, the rest of this album is is awesome um so I'll, I'll just get into my favorites uh that ain't worth the hand man first before i even get into the song 
um if you guys get the chance i'll try to remember to leave links below um the music videos he dropped um for this album which i believe he put out a video for bet ain't worth the hand and I, was it bad bad news there, there were two songs i believe that got videos from this album um but give the videos a watch man the the visuals on on those um songs are really really good man really 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 well done but uh bet ain't worth the hand is the opening track on here and this 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 might be like my favorite leon bridges song that i've ever heard from him really good just really dope vocal performance you you can just feel <laughs> you can feel the feels when he starts singing the hook man this is one of his best vocal performances just in terms of just like raw emotion man i really really enjoy that track like it's definitely one of the slower ones so it gets to showcase its vocals a lot more because his voice is like the most prominent thing about the song but yeah it's a great opener and that that's the one song in here i, I will play like on repeat over and over and over again because it's, it's so good um the next track bad bad news um i just love the th this, this is the one song on here that i think kind of reminds me of his first album like this could have could have fit on that but then maybe it could i don't know like it, it it's really funky really groovy but it still feels a bit more modern like i said than his last album did um but like i said this this, this one just it reminds me of the first one so i just really enjoy it. like i said it's really funky it's really groovy but it's it's, it's a really good song though like he, he's he does a good job of writing songs that are catchy but they're not like what's what's the word i'm looking for they're not like formulaic like they're not so abc and cheesy um so he he does a good job of walking that line that uh, i think he showcased that on this album like he can write a good song but it doesn't have to just sound like some generic you know generic love song like, the lyrics are still good it has feeling it has emotion um so i, I can definitely appreciate that really this album comes out swinging man bet ain't worth a hand bad bad news um shy is really dope um beyond is definitely um another good track on here kind of a different vibe from here this the instrumental on this almost gave me like a, a blues or like a country vibe to it um when i heard that and that's pretty much a song of him talking about you know how he kind of thinks he he found the right one for him and he loves her to beyond so on and so forth you know how it goes um but like i said it, it is it had this like almost a country vibe to it so i, I thought that was dope it was, it was kind of a different look uh, but he, he definitely pulled it off um forgive you is another good one um lions i mentioned earlier that's an awesome song um, i guess i'm gonna just go straight down the whole track list <laughs> then it gets uh if it feels good uh and then you don't know those are the two pop cuts which i don't really care too much for but i'm not gonna spend time ragging on them because that's two songs i don't like out of ten like you know I'm, I'm not gonna nitpick two songs when the rest of the album i thought was pretty much fire um you get the song misses which is really dope and like i said georgia the taxes which is the closer um where he gets um, a lot more personal um, than we've heard him before so yeah not really a ton to talk about overall this is just a really really good just like soulful slash like r&b project um this dude is really really talented man like really good vocalist just he, he he's extremely 
extremely talented and like i said I'm, I'm really happy that on this album he was able to to pull off some different looks and it didn't sound like he was out of place like even with the two pop tracks on here even though i don't like them he to me he doesn't sound like out of place on here it doesn't feel forced or like he you know they it it sounded good i just it's not a sound that i particularly care for but like it's not like he sounded so out of pocket you know the, the track sounded like they work so you know that he has these in his arsenal he can pull them off if he wants um to me those are two songs i could hear like maybe being in like a movie I mean, maybe like one of the like an intro song or maybe even like a <laughs> closing credits or something but I, I could definitely hear those maybe even like a commercial i could hear one of those songs in so he's really versatile but like i said re just really good vocalist he has a really good voice he can write great songs he can give you some feeling he can give you some emotion you'll get some nice grooves um you get some different vibes like i said you get some joints you can chill to you get some that are a bit more funky you get some <laughs> some country flair everything in between man so leon bridges is definitely somebody to 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 keep an eye on and shout out to terrace martin um who I didn't know up until the other day. Um, who, on a side note, I didn't know was coming out with an album with Robert Glasper, which I'm definitely looking forward to. But um, he remixed, um, I think it was Bad Bad News, he remixed. And Terrace Martin bought a saxophone in the background, and you already know how that go. So <laughs> look, look that up on Spotify if you guys got Spotify, man. Terrace Martin did a, a, a remix uh, to Bad Bad News, and it's, it's really awesome. Really, really awesome. But yeah, man, Leon Bridges, man, if you want some good want some quality soul some quality r&b man give this guy a look and even if you don't enjoy this album listen to his first album uh coming home because that like i said that joint is straight out of the motown days if you don't like this you might enjoy that one that they, they sound completely different um yeah man this, this dude is just like i said just really really good vocalist he can write good songs he can give you a, a good variety of, of vibes Dude, dude is, he's, he's awesome, man. He is a really, just, really, really talented artist. Some, somebody who I would envision, his live show is probably really good. Because dude, dude can sing. Like, dude, dude can really, listen to Bet Ain't Worth a Hand, man. You can't tell me you don't feel that somewhere in, in your little soul. <laughs> but shout out to Leon Bridges, man. I was really looking forward uh, to this album before I heard about it. Because we, we hadn't heard from him for a while. And we finally got it, and it delivered, man. It, it, it was a good, really good album. So, shout-outs to Leon Bridges. Good thing. Give this a listen. If I can remember, I will leave a link to the description for the two videos. Definitely give those a watch. They're very creative and well done. So, shout-outs to Leon Bridges. And if you guys have not given him a listen before, give him a listen now. If you like that kind of music, you will not be disappointed. Moving on my last album that i will be reviewing and this one is something that caught me by surprise this is an album i literally only listened to a handful of times because i just found out about it maybe two three four days ago um thank you to twitter i wish i could remember the gentleman who put me on to this album um but shout outs to you even though i can't remember your name <laughs> but i appreciate it um i hope i'm saying this right because i've never heard this name pronounced in interviews or anything so i might be butchering this 
um, but the artist's name is Kalichi. That's K-E-L-E-C-H-I. Uh, the name of the album is called Woke Up to Winter. I don't have a ton of background on him. Like I said, I, I literally just heard this album like a couple days ago. But I've, I've listened to it a, a couple of times. Enough to make me want to review it. <laughs> um, well, all I can really tell you um, about Kalichi, he's an MC from Georgia. Um, his parents are by way of Nigeria. That's all I got. Oh, and he put out an album, I think, last year called Quarter Life Crisis, something like that. I'll leave a link to a SoundCloud. You guys can go check it out. I want to say it's called Quarter Life something. Quarter Life something. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have a ton of background. And for one of them, like I said, I, I literally just listened to this album like a couple days ago. So he was a brand new find for me. But um, I love having moments like this where I just, I randomly click on a link that I see somebody either comment on or repost. And I click on it, and I'm like, oh, man, this is actually, this, this, this is dope. <laughs> this is, I got, got some fire going on over here. Um, this album is really good. This, this, this was just really, I, I didn't think I was going, uh, really, I can't say, I can't really say I had expectations for this, because I'd never heard it do, but I listened to one song, and then I was like, oh, let me check, see what the album sounded like. It's only 10 tracks, so it ain't, you know, so it was literally like a half hour listen. I, I can breeze through this real quick, and my God, like I, I like pretty much every song <laughs> on the album. I was like, yo, this is, this is some, there's some good stuff going on over here, man. This this guy's got something going on over here. So I'll just get into the album. Like I said, I can't really get into uh, the background. Um, this this album was really honest, really personal, very 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 well written. Um, and I also appreciate kind of, and I'm not really comparing these two in terms of sound, but I, I feel like I enjoy this album kind of like I enjoy Saba's Care For Me and the fact that I think these are two guys who can kind of, they can do like that melodic sound that's like accessible that I, I think is easier on the masses ears, but while still doing that sound, they can still give you like lyricism and, and good content um, so it's like I said the he's really talented as a songwriter like the the songs especially like the hooks they're melodic they're catchy you can sing along with them but he's definitely still giving you really good wordplay he's still giving you good content so I think he's he's just winning in all arenas because he can pull off all of um, all of those very well and like I said, in term is he's also really good in terms of delivery. He can he can give you some really good rapping. He can give you a, a, a different feel of different flows. Um, I kind of feel like at least for most of this album, I haven't listened to any of his other works. Um, his rapping flow, he he tends to stick to that intermediate to like fast range of of rapping, but then he can switch it up to like I said, being melodic on a hook or just being melodic for a couple bars and then bringing it back to the rapping. But he he does both, you know pretty well like i said he, he does really good with melodies on here it tends to make the songs catchier and they kind of stick with you more um so just vocally um lyrically um and and delivery wise he's, he's definitely kalichi's definitely really good um production on this album it it, it sounds like woke up to winter <laughs> um this album definitely has a a winter feel um at at moments is it's definitely one of those at least in terms of production like something to 
it's like one of those vibe kind of zone out kind of albums like it, it it's really hard to describe but it, it it does sound like a winner you know winner album like this isn't something you play with the top down and you're cruising this is something that you know you play with your windows up and you're just kind of vibing out by yourself you're not really trying to be bothered um you know with nobody else you just you just kind of on your own your own your own wave and you throw this on and it's 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 perfect um that I, I, th- I think that signify what tracks like when it's cold outside tracks like thin ice um and tracks like swim to me kind of kind of embody that that winter <laughs> feel of this album um but kind of like Royce's album I, I think the shining part of this album is is Kalichi and it's the content that really drove this album home for me um like I said aside from it just being written very well um i thought he, he covered a really good just range of topics um a lot of it dealing with like personal struggles and personal you know introspection dealing with your own personal downfalls um, also talks about things in the music industry and things that <laughs> irritate him uh in the music uh industry um he talks about like self-sabotage and not putting yourself in bad situations um, that could, you know, potentially just mess up things for you in the future. Um, and then the last track, Swim, which I'll uh, get into when I mention my favorites, which I'm probably just about to do in a couple of seconds. <laughs> he, he really uh, takes a strong look at, at mental health. So th- this album is, I, I was just really, I really enjoyed, enjoyed really like how honest it was. Like he didn't, he, he didn't like try to paint himself. I don't think one way or another like as a saint really or sinner to me it was to me I just got like Yo, this is just me and I, I'm good sometimes and other times I'm not so great <laughs> um, and I thought it was dope I'm a the, uh, was it thin ice they're, 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 I like the moments on here where he's not like afraid to admit his faults and own up to his faults I, I, I think that was really dope I, I want to say it was on thin ice I, I have the notes so if, if it was thin ice I'll definitely get to it but like i said i I really just enjoyed the honesty um and like transparency on this album and it's all delivered really well and that really helps like when it just sonically sounds good it it makes the album that much better because now it sonically sounds good (laughs) and the content is there the rapping ability is there it just it it just it all comes together really well i was almost hurt because I think when I first put this album on, I didn't realize it was only 10 tracks. And then by the time I got to the last track, I was like, oh, that's that's it. Could have gave me like two more. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is what it is. It's, it's a quick 30, 30 minutes, no time wasted, not really any fillers. And I honestly, I can't say there there isn't a bad song on this project. Songs I may like more than others, but none of these are bad. Like You can definitely listen to this all the way through. Um, it's kind of crazy if i get into some of my favorites like literally like most of this album (laughs) is a favorite but i'll just get into the ones i wrote down um the opening track when it's cold outside uh really awesome opening track that kind of sets the tone for this album um i think if you listen to this album uh listen to the song it it really gives you a feel for what this album is about so if you like that track i I think you'll thoroughly enjoy the rest of this project um he kind of goes into he, he touch, touches on a few different topics 
um, on the song goes into kind of personal issues um, about feelings toward his dad he talks about arguments he's had with his girlfriend just him just, just trying to navigate you know make it make it through the, the the darker times in life but that that song's really good it was just a really really good opener um, don't trip where he kind of talks about not really being worried about you know how shady some people can be while he's on his way in his journey in terms of music and in terms of life in general like people are going to backstab you they're going to talk bad about you they're going to be with you one day and kind of be flaky the next day but it's kind of like you know it's it's whatever like i'm 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 gonna be out here regardless and whenever y'all catch up y'all catch up but if not this is it's whatever <laughs> um so that song's dope um tired of y'all um <laughs> this song kind of hit home to me in a way uh he talks about being tired of like nonsense in the industry being tired of other rappers um <laughs> i love the uh the second part of the verse where he's asking dudes like why are y'all messaging me and texting me like bro my manager's info is in the bio don't hit me up y'all need to talk to him um and a quick point to make on that because i know that kind of may sound arrogant but i don't think a lot of people understand there's still like a professionalism when it comes to like not not just the music industry in any industry you're in whether whether it be in you know corporate america or especially in creative field i feel like when you're in the creative field if you're like music or writing or movies like people don't really think of those as formal so they might think you can just kind of send any crazy old email or it's like brother there's still there's still protocol like <laughs> you can't just be out here randomly just jumping in inboxes like bro you gotta you gotta follow the protocol man there's, there's still a professional way to to carry yourself that's kind of what this song made me think of um I, I, you know what i'm gonna be quiet but <laughs> i probably about to say something i shouldn't have but yeah man just be professional out there man that 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 uh, so i really appreciated that song because it, it made me think of certain things that i've either dealt with or i've just seen other people do that bother me in terms of like people getting being in a creative field and not really knowing how to navigate and deal with people some of y'all just be out there y'all y'all be wilding you gotta, you gotta check yourself man some of y'all you're doing too much <laughs> but that song's really dope um it's crazy most of my favorite songs are just listed straight in order like then my next song i'm literally going one through four um in the order of the track listing um don't fuck it up is track number four that's another favorite um song where he talks about like bad decisions and how they can just they can mess up everything for you if you're not careful um, i really really uh, love the second uh verse where he kind of he's talking to like a student athlete and it's like yeah you might be the man why you on campus blah 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 but like bro you this can be taken away from you um this can be taken away from you if you if you ain't careful um i love the line um i know you big man on campus you ain't got nothing to fear it feels like it lasts forever when they stand up and they cheer just know when you turn that tassel they're gonna replace you next year so while you're making the memories don't forget why you're here and that line really hit home because i've my, my stepbrother played D1 college and luckily this line does not apply to him but <laughs> I've heard this this line applies to some other people um, who life was not so kind to while they were in college because they just they made a lot of boneheaded decisions like they had chances that probably someone probably could have made it to the NFL but they got caught up in you, you hear about it all the time man just dudes who are really talented but they get caught up in the wrong situation and then you know life happens and 
it does not go the way they planned so uh that song um was really really dope really really enjoyed the message in that song um thin ice this is towards the uh, back half actually it's the next to last track um thin ice I, like i said th this was one of the songs i really enjoyed about him really being honest with his faults um this, this is a song uh, kind of a relationship track where he's is I, I could be wrong on this but this was kind of how i interpreted the song it seems like the first verse was him rapping from the perspective of the girlfriend and then the second verse was him kind of telling his side um and you know girlfriend is just basically telling him like bro you just kind of need to do better or it's about to be a rap like i'm just gonna wash my hands with you and just move on to the next thing and and his side of the uh the verse i really enjoyed the part where he 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 tells himself all the things he could blame his shortcomings on um, but like by the end of the verse, he kind of just comes to the conclusion like, yeah, you're right. I, I do need to get better. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was dope. but like the way he worded it, I thought was really good. Um, I love the line. Have you ever had to beg for something that you ain't deserve? Have you had to have, have you ever had to make your actions louder than your words? So I'm hopping on this bird, proving to you that I'm in treading lightly on your heart. We ain't going to have to swim. Um, and then it goes back into the thin ice. So when you hear the song, you'll, you'll get how it goes. But uh, I just really thought that was dope how he really just at, at the end of the verse ends up like just owning up to his mistakes and realizing like hey you're right I, I, I do need to get better so uh, that song was really dope and the last song swim um this was actually the first song i heard from him this was a song that whoever uh was on twitter that fateful day <laughs> this was a song that they had posted um so this was the first song i'd ever heard from him and this it was a really for this to be the first song you hear from an artist it was a real gut check <laughs> it was it was real heavy um he talked about suicide and kind of the how he he's had thoughts of it and how he he's sure other people have thoughts of it but then he goes kind of down a list of like reasons why you shouldn't do it um because of other things you have to live for and I, I thought it was cool because it's, it's not like an overly preachy, um, you know, it, it, it's it's not an overly preachy kind of song where it's like, it was just the, the way he did it was really well. Like, I, I like the way he worded it and even some of the examples he used because some of the examples were, you know, of, of course, the things you think about, like, you shouldn't commit suicide because like, bro, you're, that could mess up your family and, um like you might not get to see your kids grow and things like that and then he even brings it back to even just little simple pleasures in life where he has a line where he's like um if you commit suicide you'll never get to find that you know like that 20 dollar bill that was hiding under your car seat this whole time uh, and it's like he, he he really puts it in perspective of like there's just these little life moments even mixed in with the major ones like you, you might miss out on a lot of opportunities there's still you can always still get better and literally like swim is like a metaphor like you just got to keep swimming you, you just got to keep going you have there's too much for you to live for um to you know to just end it all like you, you still have plenty to to look forward to um in your life and i, I guess even like i said it's the message isn't just for the listener i think it's for himself as well if he's you know battling these thoughts like i, I still have 
plenty of life to live and I'm just gonna keep swimming until things eventually turn around so it was a really just heavy song like I said for that to be the first track you hear from my artist I was like ooh that was felt that in the chest like <laughs> that was the song that made me click on this album um so yeah shout outs to Kalichi man this this is a really 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 good project man I, I did not expect to like this as much as I did like I said it's always a pleasure when you listen to a new artist and and they deliver <laughs> so a lot of times you you click that that SoundCloud link and it don't, it don't go so good <laughs> but this this was not one of those moments so I definitely um appreciate that so shout outs to Kalichi man I will definitely leave a link um to his SoundCloud uh, the album is called uh, woke up and oh snap I, I messed up <laughs> what's the album called again <laughs> It's called Woke Up to Winter. Uh, I will leave a link to uh, his SoundCloud page. You guys can give this a listen. This, this joint is really good, man. Like I said, just flows are good. Delivery is good. It has an accessible sound to it. But it's, you know, so it's digestible, I think, to a large crowd. But it still contains really good content, really good rapping. Just an, an overall, just really well put together project. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to go back. Um, listen to the back catalog dude is really just lyrically talented in terms of you know just rapping ability songwriting so keep an eye on this guy i'm not sure how long he's been around but he's definitely someone uh worth keeping an eye on so that's all i got from album reviews man royce the five nine book of ryan leon bridges good things and kalichi with woke up to winter give all of these projects a listen because they all fire and of course, ending the podcast with my recommendation of the day, I gotta recommend Into the Badlands, because this season three has been... So for people who don't know, Into the Badlands, uh, this might be, maybe this is the show that comes on after Walking Dead that you just never stay up to watch, because you're not interested, but this this... This show is fire. And my God, season three has been amazing <laughs> so far. But it's kind of crazy. I, I I didn't know what Into the Badland was Into the Badlands was. And the only reason I started watching the show is because um, I'd heard Mike Shinoda was doing the soundtrack. And ironically, he also did the soundtrack for the Raid Redemption. And I'd only checked that movie out because I heard he was doing the soundtrack, which made me want to look it up. And that movie turned out to be one of my favorite action movies martial arts flicks of all time and now i'm watching into the badlands for this very same reason and this might be one of my favorite tv shows ever (laughs) Um, if you like martial arts you like action this show it doesn't get much better than this like some of the best fight choreography you'll ever see on any television show i say would kind of match the level of like a daredevil um Though it does get a bit more crouching tiger, hidden dragon-ish at some points. But still, the fight choreography in this show is amazing. Um, Just to break down the story real quick for anybody who may not have watched. um, So Into the Badlands is kind of, I want to say like a post-apocalyptic. They don't go too much into it, but you can kind of connect the dots. Um, They haven't really explained all of it yet, but it's kind of like this post-apocalyptic setting 
modern society has pretty much all been wiped out. Not much technology going around anymore. Not a lot of guns. Most people are out here sword fighting, which is great because it leads to some awesome fight scenes. Um, so it's kind of, I want to say, like, society's, like, somewhat, like, rebuilding. Um, so it takes place into an area called the Badlands, which, according to Wikipedia, is in Oklahoma. I didn't know that. But it's, this, you know, th this is the area where everything happens. So the Badlands is split up into um, all of these separate territories. And within each territory is what you would call a baron. And the baron is, like, the leader of that territory. So you have some barons who work together, but then you got some barons that's trying to double cross because they want to expand what they got going on, or they want to take so-and-so's poppy seed field, <laughs> you know, so you, you kind of get how it works. You got different, it's basically different cliques um, that are all headed by a certain baron. Um, the main character is Sonny, and Sonny was a regent, and the regent is basically the, he's like the right man hand of the baron, so... He's pretty much your most skilled soldier. He's the one who's pulling out all the hits when you need some. When you really need somebody to die, and it's important of person, uh, importance, you send a region out there. He gets it done. Um, and Sonny has like all the tattoos for everybody he's like ever killed. So dude's got stupid amount of tattoos on his back. Um, so uh, see, I guess I can't spoil too much because people may not have watched it, but. Um, the reason I, I, I'm recommending season three, and I, I, I mean, if you haven't watched it, of course, you got to start back from season one. But season three, th this show has gotten so much better with each season. Like, I feel like for season one, I was all about the fights. Story was cool. Um, like I said, you, you get a basis introduction into what's going on. But it was all about the fights, man. The fights were great. Um, you had some really, you did get some really good characters, though. Um, Quinn, who's one of the first barons you'll meet. Uh, I, I don't know the actor's name who plays him, but he does an amazing job. I mean, Quinn's a, just a really good character. So season one for me was just like, it was just all about the action. Season two, you get some interesting um, new characters. Story progresses. You get some monks that show up. The ending of season two, I was like, oh. Like, it, it got real real <laughs> at the end of season two. But um, you, you get introduced to more barons. Um, so you get like Quinn. You get the widow. The widow, she is a beast, man. Um, a lot of the other barons are, are just really cool. Like I said, just really just more action. The story starts to further more. Then when the monks show up at the end of season two, it, the, the show, you realize it's really real. It's some, it's some people out in these badlands that are even better than some of these barons. It's some dudes out here who got some, they got some abilities i will say um that are not to be messed with but season three has been on another level characters are getting so much more fleshed out you're getting so many more just like layers um the story is really moving along there have been episodes where we didn't get a fight scene until like the last moment and i didn't care because the episode was so well done like they, they season three has really done a phenomenal job of just bringing these characters along adding more layers to them introduced all of i can't stress enough all of the new characters they've been bringing from uh, from season two and season three all of the new characters have been so good my man pilgrim is not playing with y'all this season <laughs> pilgrim is not playing with y'all 
dudes really think they about to get over on Pilgrim, but he is going to give everybody the business. He's not playing with y'all. MK thought he was going to come up there and show his little his little gift, and bruh, Pilgrim hit him with that. You know, he got that little prayer that bruh, shut that shut that down. Like we not doing that right now. <laughs> but I can, you know I can't go in too deep for people who haven't watched. But season three has just. It's been so good. It, it has been so good. I'm so glad this show didn't get canceled. Because I want to say, that I want to believe, like, after, like, season one, what was it? For, I can't remember season two to go on to season three. Like, it, people weren't sure, sure if this show was going to get another shot. But I'm so glad this this it, it's, it's still going. Because if you haven't watched this, like I said, season one and two are cool. Get, get through those. Season three is where it's at right now, man. Season three... It's just where it's at, man. There's so many fun characters, different personalities. Um, Baji, <laughs> Baji the plug. Baji know everybody, man. Baji's definitely the plug. Um, he, he's an awesome, he's, he's an awesome, interesting character. He's he's out here. He he's a good guy, but he be he be wild and he kind of got his own little motivations going on. Sonny played by Daniel Wu, man. He he's the man out here. Um, I don't like MK though. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I don't. I don't mess with MK, man. I, I've been hoping for MK to die. And I, I'll spoil that. If you if you watch the show and you waiting for MK to die, he don't die yet. He he's still he's still around here doing MK stuff. Getting getting slapped around every episode. He he think he the man, but he. he I've been trying to wait for MK to get better, and just it just it just hasn't. It ain't panned out like that yet. But <laughs> but into the Badlands, man. If you, if, like I said, if you like martial arts, and another thing, before I, I ain't want to drag this podcast on for this long, but this show does a lot of little things well. Who, whoever does, um, and, and is in charge of like set designs and um, like character outfits, y'all need a raise because um, my man uh, Nathaniel Moon is out here killing it in the blue velvet coat. <laughs> I I ain't think Blue Velvet could ever look cool, but uh, Nathaniel Moon is out here body in this Blue Velvet coat, out here just just looking real dapper but real official. <laughs> Character outfits in this show are just really unique and different, um, really diverse show too. In terms of like, in terms of race, like everybody, you got Asians in this show. Got your white people, you got black people. Everybody's in here, man. Everybody's in here, and it's it's just really, it's really awesome to watch, man. Like every show should be this <laughs> colorful, for lack of a better term, man. Like a, a lot of these different races and people, age groups, everybody's represented, uh, really well in the show, and I appreciate it. You know, of course, as a as as a black citizen of this country, um, the black characters in this show aren't just you know oh we just brought them in for a token like nah dudes is really out here they out here putting in work Daniel moon like i said he's the og in the blue velvet um pilgrim is on another level <laughs> out in these streets um like it's it's so good it's just, it's really diverse it's it's just a really good show uh, if there was a downside i would say at sometimes the acting to me isn't always spot on but for what may lack in acting, I get made up because I'm I'm an action junkie. So fight scenes always repair anything for me. You can give me a trash episode, you give me a good fight scene at the end. I might be liable to forget the prior 
45 minutes I just watched, but, <laughs> like, it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's so, it's such a diverse show, visually it looks good, it's a good story, especially now in season three, that characters are really being developed and coming along, great action, it's, 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 this show has a lot going on for it, and I, I think it's a show more people should be talking about, just, in terms of its creativity, like I said, just the visuals, just everything in this show is, is done really well, so, into the Badlands, man. If you guys have never watched this show, definitely give it a watch. If, you, if maybe you started and you stopped, bro, you gotta get to season three, man. You gotta, you gotta see Pilgrim. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta see Pilgrim, man. Pilgrim, he's moving out in these Badlands, and he's not playing with y'all. And bro, the, the reveal they did with Sonny at the end, I can't talk about it, man. Cause y'all, I can't, I can't talk about it. <laughs> but <laughs> into the Badlands season three, man. All fire, all fire, just straight heat. So that's my recommendation of the day, man. If you're looking for a new show to get into, you want some some good martial arts action in your life with a good storyline, real interesting characters. Give into the Badlands a watch, man. Promise, promise, I promise you will not be disappointed. But that's all I got for today, man. I ain't even planning on recording this podcast today, to be real with you. But kind of just did it on a whim because I was kind of sitting here doing nothing. So I figured I might as well be productive with my life. So when I get bored, I give you guys content. So in exchange for your content, I'd appreciate if you check me out on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, leave a review, um, and give us a five-star rating, hintity hint. Send questions to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. Hit us up on Facebook at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page. And you can hit me up on Twitter at Serial Sensei. So that's all I got for today, man. It has been another episode of the Dojo Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Serial Sensei, and I will catch you guys later. Peace.